It's appropriate music for a Tuesday night in the basement. Studios of Kensington, Maryland. On behalf of Hogshaven, First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. Not joined tonight by Kevin Ricca and Tim Strachan, who took PTO. They were uh, approved for some paid time off this week. We'll be hearing from them later, actually, live from their paid time off. Sitting in their chairs tonight, keeping their chairs warm, maybe a little handsomer, is Brian Stabby and Matt Seal, the real deal. It's good to be here. And joining us via the Audible's off-season on the break hotline, I'd like to welcome in Brent from the Burgundy blog. Brent, thank you so much for your time tonight. What is up, fellas? I don't know what's up. We're having a George Michael conversation ahead of the show. I know that was what's up. That was what was just up. It wasn't too awkward. It wasn't. It wasn't awkward at all. We can. We don't need to relive it. But we can. Um, I think we can all agree that you guys were both wrong, and I was right. And it's debatable. Yeah, <laughs> we'll circle back to that later. Yeah. Um, listen, it's it's training camp. Guys are flying around, wearing pads, wearing helmets. Um, a lot, a lot of players that we've been very excited about seeing uh, in a uniform are in a uniform, uh, on TV, in HD. And so, uh, Brent, I'll let you lead us off by telling us which guy uh, that's suited up so far has got you the most excited um, to be a Redskin. Did we lose Brent? Might have. I'll go if you want me to step in. Yeah, step in there. See if we didn't just lose Brent. The, the one guy that I, I'm really interested to see is Terrell Pryor. I mean, he couldn't catch a ball three or four years ago. He's the quarterback for the Browns, and they moved him to receiver, and he struggled. But watching this guy's highlight videos from the summer, he's posting stuff on Facebook and social media. This guy's a freak of nature, and I can't wait to see him. He had a one-handed grab, I think, today in practice. He just went up, just gingerly did a 360 one hand and went up, gingerly. came down with it, boom, boom, two feet down. Gingerly. He was impressive. He was impressive. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. We've got depth at wide receiver now that we haven't seen in years. So Cousins has weapons like he's never had before, I don't think. So the, the future's bright offensively. That's a good pick. Stabby, who do you got? Well, the fact that I'm admitting this means that I'm susceptible to falling into like the team's communication strategy because they've been hyping up DJ Swearinger. Yo. Whoa. There he is. We just brought him back in. They're hyping up DJ Swearinger. Obviously. The team has been hyping him up, and now, despite not being at camp physically, like I'm hyped up because they keep on featuring his press conferences and they keep on putting out press releases with the team. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy, is, he's a freak. They're getting quotes from – members of the media and, like, the coaching staff who were like, this guy could be a game-changer in the secondary. So, I mean, I mean, it's so early, but I'm willing to buy into that hype even if I know it's potentially manufactured. He's another one that's got some pretty sick summer workout videos on, online. And he's just he's it's all, putting it's it all in. It's all swole. He's putting it in, and I wouldn't want to be the guy lining up against him. All right, so, Brent, who, who's the guy in your mind uh, that you're most excited to see in, in a jersey, finally? Sorry to barge back in there on you, fellas. I think my, uh, I guess my basement's not as technologically advanced as, as yours. Well, you know, we but, do pride uh, ourselves. We, do, uh, we feel like we're living in the future down here in many ways. <laughs> I, I, I caught the end of, um, of somebody soliloquizing about uh, uh, Swearinger, but uh, did anybody mention Junior Gallette yet? 
No, he is, he is still men, unmentioned, un, un, unmentionable. Well, that's my guy because um, I think that I think that he has such a such a such a big his his outcome his performance for the season could you know has such a wide range of possible outcomes and I think that if he comes anywhere near his ceiling even his 2017 post multiple Achilles injury ceiling if he even approaches it I think he adds a a, a, a whole new dimension to the defense and it's um you know he adds something that the team just frankly hasn't had in years uh, being being that that edge pass rush guy that you that, that other teams really have to plan for if he's i mean if he's the werewolf that we all know he he should be um we're going to be pretty pretty damn good uh, now i i took a lot of heat for suggesting that um that our linebacker position is the mo- our most improved position I didn't even think it was that close. I, think every, I, I was a little bit surprised to see so many people say it was the defensive line, not the linebackers. And I get it. I mean, Jonathan Allen is a huge <laughs> injection of talent um, at a position that where we desperately needed it. But I'm, I just don't understand how you can't say, how you can look at our linebacker position and not think that it's, it's such a quantum leap ahead and talent and ability <laughs> that and, and and it's right it's riding somewhat on on junior junior Gallet's health if he if he's if he's healthy you know we're boost. we're just we're pretty damn good but why why are we talking about Zach Brown I mean that guy yeah that guy is a stud he's 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 a starting our starting inside linebacker um, you know we've been bickering for years about. Will Compton, uh, Mason Foster, guys like Marshall Spade coming in and maybe stealing time. Um, you got, uh, um, you know, Preston Smith, who still could obviously say a whole lot about uh, what our pass rush is all about, and 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 and, and you got Kerrigan. Perfect I mean, yep. I mean, and you're not even really, and you're not worried about necessarily having to stick Will Compton and Mason Foster on the field at the same time uh, on day one because. Because none of those guys is beating out Zach Brown, I don't think. I mean, Brent is. is are, do you are you seeing that differently? I completely feel you, but I think maybe the the reason I, I, Zach Brown's a little mysterious, and I, actually we, we touched on him a little bit uh, when I was when I was on your show a month or so ago. But uh, you know, I think there's he there was the, to me the circumstances under which he was signed are a little peculiar I, it's, it's still not clear to me and i mean there are some reasons i guess that, that that you could think of but why was he a free agent for so long and why did he have to settle for a one-year deal for not that much coming off of this, this year where he got so much shine uh you know there's something there's something about that that makes me wonder a little and then um also just the fact that it's, it, it doesn't seem clear to anybody exactly how much he's going to play i mean i i agree with you to me it seems like so on pure talent, it seems like you got to get him on the field as much as you can. I mean, I'd probably try to have him out there three downs. But, uh, you know, the coaches are keeping it pretty close, close to the vest in terms of, like, you know, who, who he's going to be paired with and um, and what exactly the plan is. I, I'm just I'm sort of speculating. I think that's why maybe uh, it's not the hottest topic. But, but I'm with you. I mean, he's another one of those guys where the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, I mean... I mean, if, if he if if he plays if Zach Brown plays at a high level, uh, if you got it's just it's like when you saw what we did last year, when we just basically just 
you know, crap to bed on a, on a weekly basis and like the worst possible moments or consistently in, in bad moments, like third downs, for example. Um, it's, it's hard to imagine that with Sewer Cravens playing, you know, in position, with DJ Swearinger being an actual, um, you know, safety uh, that can play behind him, with Zach Brown, you know, playing at a Pro Bowl inside linebacker um, level, if Junior Collette's rushing the passer, if Preston Smith, you know, is is somewhere in between even where he was in the Green Bay playoff game and kind of in, in his average self last season. I mean, how do you and, – and, and Jonathan Allen and the Irish Twins, McGee and McLean. You know, if any of these guys – for forget our cornerback because I think we're set at cornerback too. Um, and, you know, and that's a relative term, Redskins set. It's not like we're uh, mm-hmm. uh, top five defense or, or, or anything. But it's just – it's hard to yeah. I mean, I'm, I follow. It, yeah. it is. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to come up with a reason why we should expect them to be worse. I mean, yeah. they should definitely be better, and and potentially a lot better. But uh, there's just it, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of new things. And my biggest fear, really, I think, Ken, is just that like, yeah, obviously, we all know how unpredictable the NFL season is for for every every division and every team. If, if something doesn't quite break right in the first couple of weeks if they start zero and two and cousins doesn't look good you know it's, that's one of those scenarios where stuff could kind of break bad uh i i don't i don't foresee that um i mean they got philly week one that's that seems kind of doable but um i think there's i, I personally have a little bit of that fear in the back of my mind because there's so many new starters yeah but it's kind of like the old ones weren't really cutting the cheese. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, no doubt about that. It's like you know, it's like you get a, it's like you know, asking the dealer for four cards. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes you, right. you, 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 and sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, so I, I, I also I agree with you about like the psychological aspect um, that this team could face if they don't if they don't come out hot because. Uh, I think they think that they're better than anyone else thinks they are, first and foremost, which I right. like. Yeah. You, they, uh, you'd yeah. rather be in that spot than yeah. to have the target on your back. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the front, I, it's way too Actually, this is the first time when it's not way too early. It's just too early to be talking about schedule. Um, it's no longer way too early, but it is too early. But if you look at the, the, the Redskins have a chance in the beginning of that schedule yeah. to assert some things. Um, and really before we kind of do any kind of schedule talk, you know, I think the other thing is Jay Gruden is a now extended, you know, quasi-tenured head coach in the National Football League, which is a brand new game for, for Washington Redskins fans. Yeah. And, you know, the Joe Barry era is over. And <laughs> and the Greg Minuski, you know, era is, begins. You know, Greg Minuski, Jim Tomasula, Torian Gray, Kirk Olivadotti, the, these defensive coaches – are jokes, you know. They've been they're pros, well established. Yeah, and, and Kirk and uh, you know uh, Greg Minuski is is playing pretty pressure free ball right now. I and mean, like I can't like I don't see us spending a ton of time, you know, putting him under the microscope in a way that I think we've done and have and continue to do for anyone. I mean, the, think about this: we've lamented our defensive performance uh, for for a while now we, you know we, we we were not happy when we hired Joe Barry we weren't we weren't ever really happy when he was here 
and we have a new defensive coordinator on a team where the offense is good enough to get you to the playoffs. I mean, that's Jay Gruden and Kirk Cousins will get you eight, eight wins. I, I believe yeah. that. If the defense can be good enough for another two, maybe three, now you're talking about a playoff team. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw last year all those games that came down to the last two minutes of the fourth quarter where Washington would go up in offense. Kirk Cousin had to drive 75 yards. We get a score, and then the defense would give it right back, and they lost. I think it happened like two or three times last year. Oh, I'll give uh, – the defense did get to play um, the Cravens interception on Eli Manning early in the season, and I, I credit them with – that's the – they were the reason why – we were 8-7-1 instead of 7 Well, and one. then there was the end of the Minnesota game, which happened right after Detroit, where they the Cousins ran it in, and then the defense gave it up. The following week, or the week after that, they played Minnesota, and the defense did get the stop at the end of the yep. game. But the fact that you're talking about like six or seven games that came down to one drive that you had to call on your defense, and you're not saying, like, that's why – were in the playoffs, like for a really good defense or even an above average, maybe seventieth percentile defense, you get one more win and you make it to nine wins, or you don't get that tie. You know. Well, let's um let's let Brent uh we'll get let's get Brent out of here on a um on a on a high note on a positive note. So we've kind of like harped on defense um, right now, and you know, tell me for you. Uh, Give me like an offensive stat prediction um, for the for the 2017 season. Um, maybe maybe a bold one, Brent. Mm. Uh, I'll recycle one that I that I used a couple months ago. But um, I said that when they uh, when they signed Pryor, that uh, that he'd score as many or more touchdowns as Garcon and Jackson had combined last year, which I think was seven. So I know a lot of people are all about Doxson in the red zone, and I, I think that is kind of what he was drafted for, and I hope that works out. But I think Pryor's going to get at least eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns for Terrell Pryor. I like it. Hey, uh, Brent, want to uh, thank you for your time tonight. want to have you back, um, and don't let it be another couple months like it was last time, uh, to uh, follow up on, I guess, the comings and goings, although no one's really going for another month, right? You can keep 90 guys till the last second these days. Yeah. Um, so we, there's not a whole lot of drama in that regard, but we'll create some, Brent, and for, just for us to talk about. You know, <laughs> we can do that. Sounds good. Let's uh, do it. And I'll, and, uh, I'll definitely pass along uh, T. Both he and Kevin and T wanted wanted to express their you know uh, fondest well wishes. <laughs> um, and I will uh, appreciate it. Yeah, make sure to to extend them yours as well. Um, I'll try and get at him on Twitter. I want to say thank you to Brian Stabby and. Matt Seal, the real deal. Peach Weddy. Thanks for having us, buddy. Um, Brent, appreciate your time. Uh, Keep up the great work, and we will continue to to cover this offseason on the brink until it's bitter, bitter, brinky end, which is coming soon. Um, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible.